This is the Bread of Life, a ministry of the Bread of Life Fellowship in Boise, Idaho. We are pleased to have you join us as we offer up God's Word as the necessary food for His people. The Word of God finds its fullest expression in the person of Jesus Christ. May He be exalted before you today. Now, here is our speaker, Joel Van Hoogen. We're going to look at the progress of God's work in bringing Abraham into a covenant relationship with himself. Abraham is called the father of the faithful. The pattern of God's work in bringing Abraham to faith is the pattern that is set for our lives as well. We won't reach the full implications of this work that God does in Abraham's life in our broadcast today, but what we're going to discover is that this progressing relationship that God opened up to Abraham with himself made Abraham a man of prayer. Prayer not just for himself, but others, and not just some others, but others of the most surprising nature. Abraham prayed for Sodom and Gomorrah. You're at Genesis chapter 18. We're going to be looking at verse 1 here in just a moment. But before I do, I want to take you through. In Genesis 18, we're going to have God reiterating the covenant promise that he made to Abraham. But the first time that this promise is given is in Genesis chapter 12, verses 2 through 3. And there, God gives a promise to bless not only Abraham and Abraham's family, to give a blessing that will move and pulsate through his own lineage, but he also promises on that occasion that through Abraham, he plans to provide a blessing that will be multiplied beyond Abraham's own to God's own, a blessing that will go to the ends of the earth. In Genesis chapter 15, God once again reintroduces this blessing or this covenant promise to Abraham and indicates the multiplication that will go forward from him. In Genesis 15 verse 5, God says to Abraham, look to the heavens and number the stars if you're able to number them, so shall your offspring be. Now, What God does is God is sweeping into the family of Moses in this statement those who lie outside his own and to include a host that is beyond his ability to number. And I'll explain this in just a moment. Next, go to Genesis chapter 17 and you have the third time that God meets with Abram. He's called Abram at this time. You'll see that in chapters 12. You'll see that in chapters 15. You'll see that in chapter 17. God meets with Abraham, who is at this time called Abram, and in verse 4, he once again indicates that Abram will be the father of a multitude of nations. The lineage of blessing now jumps from a family line into a national line, but now it's as if God says it's not going to just flow into a family line and a national line, but it's going to leap to a multinational line. Now, there was a nation that rose from Abraham, the Jews. There were nations also, even before this promise was given that God gives here, through Abraham's son Ishmael. Not only through Isaac, the Jews, but nations that rose through his son Ishmael. And yet when we understand that there were some nations in this Middle Eastern region, we have to ask ourselves, did they multiply as the stars? Is that the fulfillment of the answer? There had to be a principle that was beyond mere natural generation from Abram's life 
beyond the progression merely of his bloodline in order to approach the expansive vision that is given in this promise of a multitude that would be like the sands of the seashore or of the stars of heaven. There is in that some hyperbole, some statement that God is giving a sense of exaggeration to expand Abram's anticipation beyond anything that he could imagine, anything that his mind could absorb. But really what God is saying is, Abraham, I'm going to give you a family. I'm going to make you a family, a nation. I'm going to make out of you nations. I'm going to bless your family, but I'm going to give a blessing that expands through all the earth to all men. Now, how is that going to be answered merely by a bloodline? In Romans chapter 4, we're told by Paul, that this promise that God gave to Abraham is answered in the additional progression of the promise beyond the bloodline to include a faith line. It is a family not of similar blood only, but it is to include those of similar or same faith. Romans 4.11 tells us this, that Abraham was made the father of all who believe. That is... Abraham had believed the promises that God had given him to bless him and to offer up through him a blessing that would cover all the earth. And in that faith, the Bible says he was justified. And now we who see the promise answered and God said to Abraham, I'm going to give you a seed. And from that seed, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. And Abraham believed God for that seed. And that seed wasn't Isaac, we'll find out later. Isaac was, to some extent, a pathway from which this seed as well would rise. And that seed wasn't just the Jewish people. They were just the pathway from which this seed would rise. I'm going to give you a seed, Abraham. And from that seed, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. And Abram was justified by believing God in that promise. Now we see who the seed was. The seed that rose up from Abram through Isaac and Jacob and the nation of Israel was Jesus Christ. He was the seed that God raised up. That special one that God had designated. Through the line of Abram. The bloodline of Abram. To open up a faith line to all. And all who believe in him. As Abraham believed in the promise himself. Are justified. In fact Romans 3.29 puts it this way. Just before this time in which we're told that Abram was made the father of all who believe. It says, is God a God of the Jews only? Is he not the God of the Gentiles also? Yes, of the Gentiles also. Those that are not a part of this bloodline. Since God is one who will justify the circumcised, that is the Jews by faith, and the uncircumcised, that is all the rest, through faith. It is shortly after this that Paul says, Abraham was made the father of all who believe. So, this gives us the way of the promise to Abraham to be multiplied. This reveals to us how it was that this promise to have his blessing go out to multiply as the stars in the heaven, it shows us the manner in which this multiplication took place. There was a natural expansion of Abraham's offspring into a nation and even into nations, yes. But that expansion was not the full extent of the glorious answer to the promise that God had given. No, it wasn't. We who have believed in Abraham's seed of salvation, Jesus Christ, are now born of Abraham's seed of faith and are considered members of his family of faith. 
We are an expression of this expanding promise to bless all the nations of the earth. So you have in Genesis chapter 12 and Genesis chapter 15 and Genesis chapter 17 this promise made. And at the end of this third reiteration in Genesis chapter 17, God changes Abraham's name. So first, God gives a promise. Abraham believes the promise. And then in chapter 17 of Genesis, God changes Abraham's name from Abram to Abraham. Abram means exalted father. Abraham means the father of many, the father of multitudes. I just want you to notice that God gives the promise. Abraham believes the promise by faith. And having believed the promise by faith, he is given a whole new identity. He goes from being Abram to Abraham. Do you see the progression? God gives the promise. Abram believes the promise by faith. And in believing the promise, God changes Abram's identity completely. And now his name is Abraham, the father of multitudes. By his faith in believing, he becomes a fount through which more faith is promised in others. So... The next movement, the fourth thing we see is now at Genesis 18, and this is what we're going to be looking at this morning. The next movement in this story of God's covenant promises that were given to Abraham, God comes to Abraham in a theophany. A theophany is, in the Old Testament, a human appearance of God or an appearance of God revealed in human flesh. And here comes God in human flesh with two others, who we find out later as we read through our story, these two others are angels. But in Abraham's eyes at this time, they're just three men, and they peer outside of his tent. This man that appears before Abraham, although he comes as a man, his presence is so remarkable that Abraham knows instantly that he is before greatness. Let's read it again. Chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. And the Lord, Jehovah, appeared to him by the oaks of Mamre. And as he sat at the door of his tent in the heat of the day, he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, three men were standing in front of him. And when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the earth. He knows something wonderful is before him. And he said, O Lord, if I have found favor in your sight, do not pass by your servant. Let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree while I bring a morsel of bread that you may refresh yourselves. And after that, you may pass on, since you have come to your servant. And so they said, do as you said. And Abraham went quickly into the tent to Sarah and said, Quick, three seahs of fine flour, knead it and make cakes. And Abraham ran to the herd and took a calf, tender and good, and gave it to a young man who prepared it quickly. And then he took curds and milk and the calf that he had prepared and set them before them. And he stood by them under the tree while they ate. We have God here giving to Abraham a promise of faith. We have Abraham believing in the promise of faith and through that belief being given the new name of faith. And here we have the fellowship of faith, of belief. What comes from it is a fellowship now that Abraham has with God himself. God is sharing a meal. God is breaking bread with Abraham. Please follow the progression again. First, God grants a promise to us. Second, we believe Him. Third, He then gives us a new identity, a new name. We're born again. We're new creatures in Christ. Fourth, 
then God comes to us in fellowship. He eats with us and we eat with Him and we meet with Him. and That's what's being illustrated here. That's the life of faith. It's kind of progressively being unveiled before us in this life of Abraham. This man who is the father of faith is showing us the pathway of faith ourselves. God promises salvation and blessing and we believe and receive that promise through His Son. God grants us a new identity so that our names now are the child and children of God. And in that identity, God reconciles us and opens us up to a wonderful fellowship with the God of all creation. And he meets with us. So Abraham and Sarah, again, at this time as God meets with them on this occasion in chapter 18, are again renewed in the promise of a seed that will be a blessing to them. And on this occasion, they're given the exact date in which a son will be born to them through whom this promise will continue to expand until it comes to its complete fulfillment. Now in Genesis chapter 18, God gives Abraham and Sarah the exact date in the future in which this child is going to arrive. Within a year, Sarah is going to conceive and you're going to have a son. This setting of the date comes... 24 years after God's first promise to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. He's believed God. He's wandered from his city. He's come into this area that he lives in the midst of tents, trusting and believing God all the way. And 24 years later, God finally says, okay, here in another nine months, I'm going to answer and I'm going to send you that seed of promise through which this is going to expand and spread. This has been the Bread of Life, a ministry of the Bread of Life Fellowship in Boise, Idaho. For a copy of this message, just call us at 208-331-4096. Until the next time, God bless you.